0: Like, open a discussion about rule of law and what that is um, share two stories basically about it from the Gemara. that I hope will thank you, that I hope will um, raise some of the issues that come up with this topic. So the reason I didn't want to give out the sources yet was because the question was going to be um, what does the rule of law mean to you or in general what do you think when you hear that? What does it entail? Yeah.
1: A trust that, you know, doing, that crimes will be punished, I would say, something like that, I guess Okay.
0: Be. What's the alternative to crimes will be punished? Meaning?
1: The, the, the counter of it, I guess, it would be something like, you know, good deeds will be rewarded, maybe.
0: But I'd to say, like, what what would the lack of rule of law look like? If this is what the rule of law looks like, is crime punished, crimes are punished. Crimes not be being punished. It's, it's like unpunished. Chaos. Yeah. Yeah. It's unpunished.
2: Selective.
0: Okay, so that's sort of what I'm getting at. Is it that you have anarchy or is it that you have selective enforcement, right? Um, Are
2: we anarchy? we this from a perspective or from a U.S. constitutional perspective or uh, perspective yeah, So, yeah. so yeah. I would say the perspective
0: now is like what these words mean in your brain, um, and I guess I would think that this is like a concept that exists sort of outside of legal systems, but yeah.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. I say equal justice under law, which I mean that everyone is equally subject to law, ever true of being a citizen. So equal justice under law.
0: Okay. Right. The so the law is sort of applied to everyone. What? It gets back to this kind of question of selective enforcement. Mm-hmm. That there's not people who have a special status in some way. Yeah.
3: Some kind of social contract uh, so between people, so that or among people, so that there's not total anarchy. The, the, the trick is, where does the law come from? Who makes the law? Never mind who enforces it, but who makes it? Do, do we make it by common agreement? Do we claim that somebody, a uh, uh, superhuman, gave it to us? What?
0: So do you think that like the source of the law is related to whether you have a rule law or not? Uh, yeah. Okay.
1: Okay, yeah. Also, that uh, laws are changeable, that the public can, can uh, either themselves or vote for people to represent them who will change laws if times change or laws right, need I to be mean, changed.
2: That's right, that law is right. subject to the well, power of well, the will
0: we'll or, or to the men in know. some way. Yeah, one or two more?
1: Uh, well, the, the phrase rule of law is sometimes uh, part of a larger phrase, the rule of law and not of men. Right. So it uh, means that the the rulers themselves are subject Mm -hmm. to uh, the law. uh,
2: That's
3: no man is above the law. Right.
0: Sorry for my oral handwriting. Rulers are also subject to law, right? Sort of the pithy phrase, right? No man is above the law. Or no one, no person.
1: And no author.
0: Okay, so this
1: is like um, all I did are out there, yeah? I, I came to, a little late, so I'm not sure if the question is, what does the phrase mean or what does the concept but I, I uh, encountered in an indirect fashion some of no quotes, but uh, the unification of China, the rule of law was used as a, uh, a unifying uh, theme against all the countries that were conquered in order to make it and to kind of keep it together, that there wouldn't be favoritism. So it fits this, but it also seems to have a... Uh, so related to lack of favoritism, you're saying? Um, Say more. Almost a quasi-religious, like, uh, like Confucius kind of thing, Unifying like, uh, as, as natural so law. Unifying element. But today? also, you know, but it would work to keep things above board. Um, so, it sort
2: of expresses a collective identity, identity in some yes, way? Identity, yes, exactly. That's yeah. so okay,
0: so we'll see something like that. One more, there are out of space. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, well,
1: there's, there's criminal law and there's civil law. And the law really, I think, comes to both. You know, A, if people use things that are wrong, they'll be punished. Right. And B, if you know the two people have a dispute, a monetary or other dispute, that they can bring it to a, a judge who will decide
0: fairly this
2: Okay, so that's the first
1: time we saw this word
2: fair. This new resolution. Okay, fine, fine. Yeah, I can't say no. It also that. Imply yes. just order, you know. The, okay,
0: lots of anarchy, yes. right? <coughs> yeah, normativity. Normativity. What? Say more.
1: I mean, it's it's only, we take for granted as that's, you
0: know,
2: quote unquote Jews, but the idea that there are norms that it's not. Something you can assume that society will. Mostly, yeah. Yeah. So meaning that, uh, there are norms. And you okay. Their... And then... Okay. Fine. One, one more for real. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, it's crucial. someone it coming out here, but not explicitly. A law can only be, have an effect as a rule if the society, in some means of expressing commitment to it social contract is one philosophical perspective, but there has to be a, an agreement by society that whatever the law is, they are collectively committed to adhere to that code. Consensus. Consensus. Okay. So a commitment or a consensus. Well, it doesn't have like to be a consensus. You don't even have to agree with it, but you know what I mean? Right. You could have, actually,
0: right, you could have very, meaning, one thing that we'll talk about is you can have a rule of law in situations where you don't have the consent of the government, but, right? It's um, you're
3: willing to accept the imposition of the system, right? or w- meaning willing may be the
0: choice because you would rather not go to jail, right? right. Um, well, that's sort of an interesting question, right? Can you have like an authoritarian system that has like the rule of law? Um, I'll actually I was going to say this later, but I'll say this now as sort of a little example, a thought experiment on that front. There's this woman named Zainab Al Kawaja who is like part of a dissident family in Bahrain. I heard about her on the radio recently. It's a very old radio program, but it was like on my phone recently. So she was she was like arrested for some one of these like civil disturbance kind of things during like some of the social upheaval in Bahrain. And in during her court date she like tore a picture of the king off the wall or something. Which is like does not get you favors in Bahrain, right? So then after that she goes to jail again with her son actually, her one year old son because she, I mean it was sort of depending what you read it's not clear why her son goes with her either because they really didn't have anywhere else to put him or because she sort of wanted to sort of expose the injustice of the system, whatever happens so at first the state department said, um, the US state department they called on Bahrain to follow due process in all cases and to abide by its commitment to transparent and judicial proceedings okay, so right like that's an interesting case of like it seems like due process can be very much, due process is sort of connected to this, but that kind of response is sort of putting a heavy hand on the procedural side of things, right? A lot of these, but not all of these, are procedural kinds of commitments, right? Um, And if you've done things right on the procedural side and things are transparent, one thing that we haven't seen here is like Predictability, um, right? That the law today is going to be the law tomorrow. If you make a contract today, you can be sure that tomorrow they're not going to say, oh, actually, all contracts made on Tuesday are no longer contracts, and now you owe the other guy two hundred dollars instead of three hundred dollars or whatever, right? Like that there's some sort of stability or predictability. So these, those kinds of um, those kind of procedural aspects of the rule of law can exist without <coughs> this little word here that I added, the very right? fairness. Um, So one of the questions that I want to sort of explore is to what extent is there like a content or a substantive um, element of the rule of law? Or alternatively, right, to what extent is can this focus on um, procedure kind of obscure? Um, The the point of it all, right? What is the point of having all of this? So I guess without further ado, because we're going to run out of time, maybe, um, I wanted to hand out Sheets for those who didn't take them. I hope we have some. I tried to make a few more and then the copier ran out of paper. I blame the copier. So then um, you can take and pass. And if you find yourself, possibly like two or three people might end up sharing, but I hope that that would be okay. Is it, um, it on,
1: online, website or something?
0: It's not, but I can make a copy after. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Or I could email it to you if you give me your email address. Um, so at the top of here, you have the Something a working definition of the rule of law from the ABA, the American Bar Association, World Justice Project, um, which tries to sort of develop metrics for assessing the rule of law in different countries, different regions, things like that, um, which covers some of the things we have here, but not others, so I thought that might be kind of interesting. This is why I didn't want to give out the source sheet because I, wanted, I didn't want people to be improperly influenced. Um, so we have a system of self-government in which all persons, including the government, are accountable, right? So we have that, right? No person is above the law or no entity. Um, And all persons are accountable, meaning people get punished or whatever it is, right? You can get an outcome from the law. It's not like the law is there, but nothing happens if you violate it, right? Um, A system based on fair, publicized, broadly understood and stable laws, right? Some things that we kind of take for granted um, that nobody mentioned maybe because in this country we don't think of them as big problems. Fair was mentioned, right? Publicized, that actually is sort of an issue in this country that people don't necessarily read about. Right? Like, I forget who it is, there's some law professor who likes to write articles about how like, we all commit federal, several federal crimes every day um, without necessarily even knowing that. So that's sort of part of it. Broadly understood and stable, again, that it's not gonna change from one day to the next. Um, fair, robust, and accessible legal process in which rights and responsibilities based in law are evenly enforced, right? Kind of drawing on some of the same ideas. And finally, diverse, competent, independent lawyers and judges, independent there being crucial. So with that in mind, sort of, this idea out there. I kind of wanted this the the idea of the rule of law. this kind of questions often tied to due process. It's often tied to the Magna Carta. Kind of people like to chase, trace it there. The Magna Carta says that um, you can't you know be taken or imprisoned, no free man, except by a lawful judgment of his peers or by the law of the land. Right. the uh, The point there is not by the whim of the king.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. Um, so you know. Whether or not this sort of concept as a concept was a thing in ancient Judaism, I'm not really competent to say, but there are stories that sort of get at these ideas. And that's sort of what I wanted to talk about. So I will read, I think. Um, we're in, source number two, is in Tal and Sanhedrin, which was recently in Defiomi. Yomi. Um, and this is from Perak Khelek, the 10th usually chapter of Sanhedrin, which talks about all of the people who do not have a share in the world to come. The very first line, thank you is, um, you know, all of Israel has a share in the world to come, but the most of the parak is about all the people who don't have a share in the world to come, Israelites or otherwise. So um, among those people are the people of Sodom, right? Also, just a part or two ago, um, the people of Sodom, they're very wicked, as we know. How are they wicked? So the Gemara has some very interesting ideas about that. So I'm picking up sort of in the middle of a very long agatha about that. So they rule the following in their courts. One who has one ox must tend all the oxen of the town for one day. I'll read in English if that's okay. You can follow in Hebrew as you wish. But he who has none must tend for two days. A certain orphan, son of a widow, was given an oxen to tend. Right? So when we introduce somebody as an orphan, son of a widow. What does that mean? You're
2: right.
0: You feel bad for him, and he's like the most protected category in the Torah. Right? Like orphans are usually the sons of widows, maybe, but like if you mention him that way, it's because orphans and widows are kind of like the protected classes in the Torah, so if you say he's an orphan son of a widow, then like, he's our guy, right? And now let's see what happens to him. He um, was given oxen to tend. He went and killed them. So, right, presumably he had no oxes, so he was tending for more days, right? Um, no oxen. So he went and killed them and he said to them, he who has one ox, let him take one hide. He who has none, let him take two hides. They said, what's that? What do you mean? Um, He said, the rule at the end of the ox must be as the rule at the beginning, just as the rule at the beginning is that one who has one ox tends them one day, one who has no ox tends them two days. So the rule at the end, one who has one ox should take one hide, one who has no ox should take two hides. Right, so this is sort of an introductory. We'll get back to the outcome of this story in a minute, but this is sort of an introductory to a whole list of things that people read them in different ways. People often say, like, oh, this is a list of absurd rules in Sodom. right? Why should it be that if you have more oxen you tend less? That doesn't make any sense. They're the following. One who crosses with the ferry must pay one Zeus, but one who does not must pay two. That's silly. That doesn't make any sense, right? Sort of like this is um, arbitrary in some way. Right? And like in some ways you could say anti rule block because it's rule of law sort of guarantees against arbitrariness. So see, I don't think arbitrary is the right reading. So let's let's read on. Now, if a man assaulted his neighbor's wife and caused her to miscarry, the judges of Stone would say to him, give her to the attacker that he may impregnate her for you. Again, meaning he got rid of, he killed your baby, so he'll give you another baby, right? Okay, Um, if one cut off the ear of his neighbor's donkey, they would say, give the donkey to the neighbor until it grows again. If you wounded the neighbor, they would say, pay him a fee for he has let your blood. Okay, so like you could read all these things as arbitrary. How else could you read them?
1: Making a point what's the point? The point is that we have laws that don't sound anything like these. And to to understand what a rule what what Reasonable rules are you look at people who have
0: completely unreasonable So they're arbitrary and call them unreasonable. Are they really unreasonable? Actually, is there no reason? They're
1: no, there no, they're not unreasonable. They just they're just wrong. They're wrong. wrong. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, let's go to the at. They're actually rewarding the
0: person who did
2: wrong.
3: Actually, we have laws that sound a lot like these.
1: <laughs> <laughs> actually, we say that a person causes you a loss, they have to make good on that loss, and actually we say that So, it's it's very Talmudic logic to say that if I have to guard the ox for two days, then I'm entitled to two oxen at the end of those two days it's perfect It's perfect Talmudic logic it's perfect Talmudic logic to say that if a man causes a woman to miscarry he should then cause her to give birth in fact, that's what happens with Chaba she says, oh, I got another son I had one, I the, it's like the children are fungible right, so it actually sounds an awful lot like rabbinic Judaism and I think that it's it's the it's, the, the, the It's not so inverted. It's it's on the face wow. of it. Yeah. 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 So it's yeah. it's a project to undo this.
2: Okay.
0: Right. So it sounds on the one hand, maybe you're saying maybe there's going to be an element of self-charity here, or self-critique. Absolutely also. Yes, okay.
1: There's this great Grant Gilmore quote where he says, you know, in heaven there is no law. The best societies don't need law. In hell there will be nothing but law, and due process will be meticulously observed. Oh, yeah. Uh, Grant Gilmore, I think that's what okay. and, Yeah, and, yeah, and, and the, the idea that the process is not necessarily the direction. You could be the most brilliant legal, you know, Sodomite rabbi, and you know, and you came with all these great laws, but what do they accomplish at the end? You compare, um, you compare, like uh, there's some great, uh, you know, Dead Sea scrolls, like the the, the, the other side. You know, they <laughs> took the same, uh, took the same verses and got like the opposite of oh, Um You know, uh, just to give me, I don't know, talk too long, we don't have a lot of time. Okay. okay
0: that's, that's it. That's so they, they, there is some element of process, for example, right, well, we'll get there in a second, yeah?
1: I would say these are very, and not such so a Christian term, but I think these are very letter of the law, not spirit of the law, where we're basically, you know, we're, we're legalizing something, but the actual end and the goal as a society that you are trying to achieve are completely and totally lost. Well, is that true?
0: That's the question, is that true? Yeah. I, well, What I was going
1: to say is that... In these examples, that the person who did the wrong is rewarded for it. They get
0: something, they get a gift for it. Right, right. In each case, the person who did the wrong or the person who already has more, the person who thinks I'm wealthy enough to take the ferry, gets a discount. The person who thinks I can't afford the ferry, I'm going to cross the river by foot, pays more. Right. The person who has fewer oxen does more work. Right? All of those situations, uh-huh. there's a transfer in the direction that you might think is the opposite from the direction that you should be transferring. Right? Reward, the guilty... Or,
1: or if they're economics, they're going to be seen as incentivizing. Yeah. If you have a house, it's more used so yeah. Unless the person who made this law is yeah. stuck in the
0: dirt. <laughs>
2: Right. So maybe the person has in the ferry.
0: Um, what about, right, if you wound your neighbor, if they pay him a fee, right? The person who already hurt you, the person who has a physical wound, they now have to also pay. Right.
1: That's what saying. That the, mean, the, the person who caused the, the miscarriage or the, or the person who caused the wound or, or, the, or the person who hurt the doctor is now being rewarded for some Right.
3: Okay, yeah, one more thought. Well, in, in, the, in the second, each one of the three here, there's an attempt to make a compensation. and There's a logic to it. It's just that by other standards, the compensation is inappropriate. In other words, all of a sudden to convert, uh, you wound somebody, and then it's converted, into, you have to pay a fee, but it's because you've done an act of bloodletting. So the the, right. the methodology of the system is clear. It's just the justice element is what we consider to be off. Right.
0: So I'll, let me let me try and tie things together. First of all, like a few things. Right. There is the structure of a justice system. Right. Like if something happens, you can go to court and you get a predictable outcome. Right. There's the structure of a justice system. But the justice element or the goal. Right. If you say it's this the opposite of what it should be. Maybe it's not, maybe the point is, this is what they think it should be. The goal, it's not that the justice system is subverting its goals. The goal of the justice system is to help either the wrongdoers or the people who already have stuff, right? Which is connected to what the rabbis say about stone in justice, that they're sort of, right? I get mine, you get yours. You never get mine, right, is the point. Um, right, so there's sort of inappropriate compensation. All of this kind of leads to the idea that it's, on the one hand, it's procedurally sound.
2: <laughs>
0: on the other hand, right, the goal is bad. Right, just to be like, you know, to use simple language, the goal is bad. Right, what does this mean? This means, for example, in the next story. Um, When he crossed the ferry, had to pay four zoos. This is sort of a different version of the same thing, right? If you cross on the ferry, you pay X. If you cross by foot, you pay two X. Um, One time a washer came and arrived there. They said to him, pay four zoos. A washer is kind of like, apparently, kind of like the the schlepper of many, um, many rabbinic stories, right? Sort of the guy who comes out of nowhere, he thinks that he has a status, but he doesn't really... He's sort of a low status guy. Um, so they said, pay for Zeus. He said, oh, but I crossed the water, meaning I don't have to pay anything. They're like, oh, well, in that case, pay twice as much. right? Um, he didn't pay. So they assaulted him. So he went to the judge, and the judge said, well... Pay them a fee because they let your blood. This is sort of like how all these rules come together, right? Somebody beat, the policeman beat you up because you didn't pay the double fee. So pay the policeman for letting your blood, and then pay the double fee because you crossed in the water. Okay, so like there you kind of really see how on the one hand, like there is a system, it produces predictable outcomes. On the other hand, the outcomes are wrong, right? So here's like a little twist. Eliezer, a servant of Avram happened to be there. And right, now, why why are we putting Eliezer the servant of Abraham in stone?
2: As a contrast.
0: Right, he's a foil, right? Abraham Lot our contrast, stone, like the you know, in the Torah comes out through hospitality or lack thereof, right? So uh, Eliezer is a foil for Sodom. He happened to be there. They attacked him and he came before the judge. The judge said, right, pay him a fee for he let your blood. So he, Eliezer, took a stone and assaulted the judge. The judge was like, wait a minute. What's that about? He said, "The fee that you owe me, give it to him, and I'll say I'll be fine." <laughs> right? It's funny. What's the point? What is a point?
1: Yeah. I, I, I see in this like an appeal to some sort of natural law. Like, Yeah. yeah this actually, you know, you found the flaw. If this, if it's not for this like you know um, internal contradiction, you would, you could say it's an alternative kind of logic. But if, but the fact that it encourages, I don't know the instability of the legal system itself, it's a self-defeating law. It's a law that doesn't promote whatever uh, the idea of law, anti-chaos, whatever.
0: So, that's interesting, right? That, like, the, it's important that this is the judge himself, that, like, this law encourages assault on right, the judge. it's not
1: an external, it's not necessarily an external judgment of, uh, you know, consequentialism. See what the result of better due process is. But um, this one doesn't even fly by itself. Keeping that the attack... The, the the court system, you just have to make use of right. it. And right,
0: so I think right, make use of it is kind of the key, right? That, like, you can, and this is to go back to the first guy, right? The first, the orphan son of the widow, and there, by making use of the internal logic, right? The number one, there is, some, there is some procedural soundness to this, right? By making use of that, they can get the just outcome. But uh,
1: there's yeah. also, there's a, there's a strong sense of irony here. Yeah. Because what do you do? How, how do you make your point? You say, look, the person who's, who's making, who's not making these laws, but who's um, implementing them, who's enforcing yeah. the laws, well, we'll just get you on it. And, and you're right. saying logic. Tough, tough, right. you know. Because
0: the reason that it's funny is because everybody knows that no one really believes that if you get assaulted, you should pay, that you've been done a favor, that your blood has been let, right? No one really believes that, and you're forcing them to pretend that they do. The right? Way. You're forcing no. the judge to pretend that he really believes the reasoning behind the law that he's been enforcing on everyone else, because otherwise he sort of has to admit that this is all a fraud in some way. Yeah?
2: You know, also, I mean, the one point of law is to encourage good behavior. It's an incentive, because if you don't, the punishment for behaving
1: badly, and here it kind of encourages bad behavior. You know, if, you, if, you, if that's the rule of law, then everybody would go around right. hitting everybody, because it's a cheap way to make a living, you know.
0: Um, right. <laughs> right. So people, people who um, have thoughts about contemporary applications can think about that. Um, right, I just wanna, I wanna read the last sentence. Uh, yeah. So I think right. The question is like, from the mindset of the stone people as they're presented by the rabbis, is that always true? So like, yeah, it's probably true that you don't really want everyone going around whacking everyone with stones. Um, but there is some sense that, like, what they do want is for like the little people not to be uppity, um, right? Like they don't want they don't want it to be easy for random washers to come into their town. Um, and if they come in, they want to get more out of them than they get back. Um, isn't another point
1: here? I remember. That, is this Midrash from from? Yeah. Okay. Because I remember that. That one thing about storm that they, that they let a, they let a guest stay in the bed, but if it's feet right. too long, they cut off the right. feet. I mean, isn't this? an example because it's Midrash on Storm on why they're so evil and the reason is one of the reasons they're so evil is because they pervert laws. Right. Mm -hmm. So I
0: think that's right, and I think I guess what I'll say is this. The first part of this sugey, which I skipped, which is also like seems to be the core of the sugey from the Shalmiyam, which where it's much shorter, is basically like, the people of Sodom were so evil, right? The Torah says, they're so evil, and it just goes through like how they did every possible sin, they violate they violate with their money, they violate with their bodies, everything they do is horrible, horrible, horrible. Like, that's one genre of Midrash is like, these people are so bad, everything they do is bad, they violate all the sins, all the big three sins, all the other sins, they are so bad. This is a different genre of Midrash, where it's like, it's not... They're so horrible, they're exaggeratedly horrible. They're horrible in a way that looks at first recognizable to us. It's
1: a perversion. There's a perversion. They They just have a process because they have a
3: process doesn't mean the whole thing isn't grotesque. Right. not, but not, not right. like us, but it's sort of grotesque is always grotesque because it's sort of like you. The
0: legal system is not random, right. I also feel like it's r- specifically r-
1: against the Sheva Mitzvot bananjah, because I feel like, and this might be tangential to this, but like, it's them, you know, drawing blood from other people, it's them not setting up courts correctly, I mean, I think it's... You
3: know, it's a lot right. of the pieces that come know, up in this. Yeah. So, we we shouldn't have looked this fast in the case of Eliezer. Number one, he's a Gentile. Number two, he's talking to a judge. So essentially, the judge should be one who should administer justice, and he's pointing out to him that, that your very system is one that will allow me to do harm to you and pass it off as a favor. Right. So essentially, it, it's a double criticism because the alleged uh, the alleged authority that maintains the equity of of the law is now going to have the law used against his own benefit.
0: Right. So what's it's interesting. So You've right? been with
3: two people, you see.
0: Why doesn't? Why did the judges allow that to happen? Right. That's why I think this is sort of a rule of law story, right? Because the judge could say, like, that's obviously wrong. That's wrong. Like, what do you mean? You still have to pay. For example, they can't because they're committed to some degree to the appearance mm-hmm. of. A real system, system right? of having a system that makes sense and has rules.
3: So I think that's the point, is showing even to the judge the inequity in the system, because the same story could be between two people. So that's the ultimate criticism of the system in this particular
2: instance. Right, I think
0: that's fair. Um, so I guess, I want to read the last little story here, which is... Um, I'll read it. This is one version of a... Mid- there's, there's a whole... Um, Genre of midrashim about like a young girl in stone who did something nice for somebody and was punished horribly. This one makes less sense as a, as textually as a. As explanation for another time where it comes from um, but okay so here we have it a certain maiden gave some bread to a poor man in a pitcher right, Why is, actually I'll, I'll just say why is it in a pitcher the, the original seems like or the more sensible version of this midrash it seems like there are these two girls and they go to the well and one of them finds out that her friend doesn't have any food so they like surreptitiously trade she puts like food in the pitcher so nobody knows that she's giving her friend because you're not allowed to do that
2: Right, briefcase.
0: right, it's just the briefcase, exactly. So that, that's why it seems to be in a picture, right? Once the matter became known, right? Why did she do it in a picture? Anyways, the point is, right, you're not allowed to do this in stone. Um, okay, so once the matter became known, they sort of gave her this grotesque death, um, and that's why it says, uh, katsudom Bamaraki rabah. Rabah sounds like riva in Aramaic, so it's like a girl, right? The the, the Sort of this this problem is like, encapsulates the problem of stone. So we have have three people who are like potential or actual victims of injustice in stone, sort of named people. We have, not named, but sort of picked out. We have the orphan, son of the widow. We have Eliezer, and we have this girl, right? Two of them have an okay outcome, and one of them has a very bad outcome. And the question is, what's the difference between them? She's female. I think that that is yes, actually a difference, yes. but say more. But that's not what. No, say more, say more. What does it mean to be female in this situation?
3: Have even less power than anybody right. else. She has
0: less power and she doesn't have access. She's She doesn't have access to the court system, or at least she's not presented. There's, There's no court here, right?
2: There's no process,
0: right? In what some ways, like the people who have access to the court have the chance to use the rules against their point or their you makers. She doesn't have that chance because she's just doing something right.
2: She right. She doesn't be a foreigner, right? No, I think she doesn't have a chance because she's possibly a some She yeah. doesn't have
1: access.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's not an accident that She's a young girl. She's like the lowest of the low for sure yeah. on the social yeah.
1: hierarchy. So. <laughs> she might
3: be Lot's daughter I'm also. I believe. She's a little bit So she might be looking far a foreigner.
0: In Maybe interesting. Yeah. Right. I guess I would say right. One other thing about that is like on the one hand, so she she's the biggest loser in this story. Um, but what about Eliezer? Meaning like, what does it do to the people who are trying to get the right outcome where the way to do that is right, Eliezer has to assault somebody in order not to have to pay, right? Um, right you have to sort of buy into to the convoluted logic in order to get the right outcome. And that's something sort of, it's a, I think it's like a little bit of a statement about the strength of law that it can force you to do that. Um,
3: yeah, but, yeah, I mean, the fact that Eliezer is being chosen as party here is quite fascinating because it injects Abraham into the whole judgment of Sodom, where here in this Sodiyah they're being indicted, and Abraham of course stands up for Sodom and Gomorrah to, to the ultimate extent. Right. So, so right. Although
0: Abraham never really defends their behavior, he just right. says that well,
3: they can't all be that bad. Well, yeah, yeah but he. he his assumption is, and of course, in the end, there's there's no conclusion. God just walks away. If I can give you ten, I won't destroy them. So clearly, you can't
2: produce the ten. Right. Because
0: they
3: wiped them out. Maybe. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I wanted to
2: read a
0: little bit. I guess I guess this will be the end, probably. Um, just to sort of, I think, tie some of what I've been saying together. Um, this Mishnah vote, and then the Akedat Yitzchak, of, I guess, every Yitzchak Arama on on. Genesis. Um so the Mishnah but as I mentioned, right, there are four types of people. One that says Shali, Shali, the Um right? That's sort of a, the middle medium, right? And some people say that's that the stone, right? That's the characteristics of the stone. Some people say mine is mine and yours is mine. That's, uh, sorry mine is yours and yours is mine that's like an unlearned person if you say mine is mine mine is yours and yours is yours that's very pious to say everything is mine that's wicked right so on Shakespeare dome are not the wicked in the wicked bucket right I mean that stone is different than like the most wicked and this is part of what I was trying to say before right they're not like being painted as the worst possible like sort of the caricature of the worst possible thing you could think of right everybody who comes they just rob him. Right. there's something else there where there's a, an ostensible rule, but the rule itself is possibly wicked. Um, so, right, there's a whole like discussion in many commentators, super commentaries about like, what do you mean it's an in-between type if it's a way of stone? Is that a machloket? One person says it's really okay, and one person says no, it's horrible, it's the way of stone. Um, so, he understands it in the following way, in the name of somebody named Rabbi Shmoah. Um, he says, we should not read this as a middle characteristic, midah but rather A middle characteristic, isn't that it? Right. Zumidab Ali Bia Right. Meaning, like, it's not a middle in the sense of the middle of the spectrum of the golden mean. It just happens to be in between syntactically these two things. One person says Shali, Shali, Veshalcha, Shali. One person says Shali, Shalcha, Veshalcha, Shalcha. And one person says in the middle. Mm -hmm. Right. He sort of takes one from each side. So that's what makes it in the middle. It's not that it's morally in the middle. Right? And it would seem that he meant that it should not be thought that this is a well-known character trait that is derived from reason of the golden mean, right? but it's between the two extremes. And because it's not suitable for settling the world, what does that mean? Right? If this is your operating principle, you're not gonna get very far. Some say that this is the characteristic of stone which was overturned in an instant. Right? This operating principle, it sounds like it's a compromise between two extremes, but it's actually not. right? Um, or rather, it's not it's a bad law, right? It's a law, that's a bad law. Um, and then he goes on and says, right, this is the sin of Sodom. They did not sin with mere lustful sin, um, right? It's not like they had good rules that they just didn't follow, right? They had bad rules. They sort of baked the bad values into the legal system, and then he goes on this whole thing, we see even nowadays and we have good rules, how everybody's so greedy, can you imagine what would happen if our legal system sort of enshrines that like whatever is mine is mine, instead of having a rule that like, well actually you have to give mine, so you have to give this, right, you have to give duck. can you imagine if the rule was the basic sort of fundamental, agreed upon value of society was everybody to each his own, right? Then, like, how can you imagine how much worse it would be? So right, that's actually very interesting relative to what Dr. Schwartz just said. I will leave that for your consideration. Um, But so he sort of, he gets very much explicitly at this idea, right, that like, when you talk about the rule of law, much of what you say is about um, procedural things. And right, Sodom is being painted as this place where that stuff is basically intact, right? And that means that you can get okay outcomes. But it's still like fundamentally corrupt, and it's not it, 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 compatible with existing. And you might even say, right, why does stone get destroyed? The structure of stone, right? The city of stone itself gets overturned. It's not just that the people die in a plague or a war or something, because the structure of the place is corrupt, right? Um, so uh, fundamentally, fundamentally, right—that right, it's not the people, right? It's not like the people don't follow the law. They have built their society on something that is wrong. So mm-hmm. I, I like this. I like that gemara for many reasons. Um, I wanted to share it with you. We're not going to get mm-hmm. to the second thing. We're not going to get to the second gemara, which I guess I'll just say outside. It's two stories of Shem Um it takes up in the middle there's this whole long story about Shimon Bejetach A sort of extrajudicially killing the witches of Ashkelon and then B having his son be um, set up essentially for uh, nominally legal but unjust execution himself as a retaliation so that's sort of an interesting play again between sort of the the values and the process of the legal system but we don't have time for that which is okay Um, so yeah I think that like I don't know, it's like, what does this mean? The Gemara believes that the rule of law is not important or the rule of law is corrupt, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say it that way, but the Gemara is pointing out one set of possible pitfalls from f- focusing on the rule of law as a mostly procedural thing. And I think, right, even like the ABA definition that I started with, like, they're including a lot of things, right, um, the word fair, the, words, the word fair appears twice there, right, like, it might not have been obvious, right, when the t- this is the whole debate in Roman American law. Is there, does due process have a substantive component, right? Is there, um, was this?
3: I don't remember the study so when it starts. Is there, is there a teacher? Who is this? time or the so, Is it Babylonian or Palestinian?
0: It's, in, it's only in the Babli. Um, there's a whole. This whole thing is basically unattributed. The, the study has a certain structure. It starts with two breyto. This whole thing about the, you know, all of these sort of absurd laws so is more or less unattributed, it seems to be like Semitic, I guess you could call it. Um, and then there's a few statements of Rava, but this is, I mean, yeah, I guess we'll call it like Babylonian. Um speaking
3: so <coughs> to coming from a Palestinian context it could be a swipe at, at the Roman legal system, yeah. in other words, here they, 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 because the point is, there is a system, it's just right. the principles along the system are corrupt, right. and that would be a criticism against right. the Roman is,
0: system. It could be, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I, I haven't done this, or I haven't done it in a while, where you could try and trace it to other, to uh, Eretz, Israeli Midrashim, certainly in the Talmud, Shaman you don't have this whole part of the so yeah. Um Anyway, so... Exactly on time, essentially. Um, I hope that that some provides some food for thought um, on this thank topic. Thank you. And thank
2: you.